everyone, this is Millie Tishul. I'm so happy that you are tuned in to another episode of Human Becomings. Please do subscribe and like this on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of Human Becomings. I have my very good friend, Annalie, the Swaggins, um, <laughs> on the episode today. So I met Annalie seven years ago when I was going to college in Wisconsin. So that's why I tell people, everyone, that I'm from Wisconsin. When people ask me, where, am I, where are you from, Mila? It's like, Wisconsin. <laughs> it's a beautiful state. Yes. So um, I have her. She's just brilliant. Uh, she has done a lot of epic things that has uh, you know, created impact, not only in college, but in her community as well. And she's just brilliant. You know, She was majoring in what political science and then... Yep, yep. Yeah, political science, and then she furthered her studies, and she's about to graduate from her master's, right? Yep, and political science again. Can't yep. get in the way. Changing, change that political shift, Annalie. We need that. Oh. <laughs> I'll, try. I'll try to do what I can. So, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm really excited that you're here, and you agreed to be on this deep dive session and we're talking about relationships and friendships, right? And how yes. fitting, because we've known each other for seven years. And, and like I was sharing with you just now, it does not feel as though uh, it's been seven years and there are years that we've lost touch and we've re-gotten in touch again. But it feels as though we have been friends forever. <laughs> yeah, That's what I really, those are the friendships that I really value. Um, just thinking about, I mean, I've been friends with some people for like over a decade and I'm just like, I don't see you that often. Maybe I see you once a year. Maybe I see you every two years, but it's like, if I can go back and I feel comfortable and we can say whatever, I'm like, I'm really happy. Those are the friendships I really value that are like deeper where we like care for each other. And that's what I did a little bit of like evaluation of friendships over like kind of this past year. And what I left with was like, do I feel good when I leave? Like, do I feel like more full like leaving like with your friendship and that was like a good gauge for me to be like oh okay like I have a good time I feel even if we don't do something like really intense but as long as like I was like I feel good I feel like a better person then that's a good friend to have so right and you touched on something really important uh Aunt Lee you said that you know you don't need to do anything like not doing anything in a relationship right um in it Let's talk about just broader in a relationship uh, mm -hmm. and, then, and then let's touch, narrow it down to friendship. So a lot of people have this expectation, right? They have this expectation, oh, if you're in a relationship, that should be romantic or non-romantic or casual or whatever, you know, friends with benefits, whatever it is you want to call it. People have this expectation that you have to do something all the time. And if you do not do something, there's something wrong with the relationship. Right. It's, it's, it's like, I feel that that's just flawed, right? Having this expectation, when people have this expectation, you're imposing your own beliefs, your own ones. That's the ego coming out in you and expecting someone else. Oh, you're my friend. You have to do this. Mm -hmm. You have to go and watch this movie, even if I do not like the movie. Right. Have you been in situations like that? Um. I, I have been. Um, I've been in some relationships where it feels like it's always um, one-sided. Um, <clears throat> and this is also going to the thing is like, 
even if we don't do anything, like you can like keep going out, but the thing I've seen is like, you know, maybe meeting new people. Um, what I really hate is like that disconnection. Like if you're not listening, that's a big thing for me. So it might be the fact that like we go do something that is special and if you don't listen, you're not present, that is really bothersome to me. But I have had like friendships where it's always like, come over to my house, like let's watch TV, let's watch movies. And um, that to me, I mean, that is fun to do sometimes, but I do like to do other stuff. And there's been times where I'm like, okay, so like I really do enjoy like staying at home. I enjoy like, you know, kicking back, but like I would also like to do something else. So there's always been like, <clears throat> I have been in like friendships where it has been like, we do what they want to do. And then there comes to the point where you have to kind of stick up for yourself and you have to say like, you know, I know that we really like doing this. We did this all the time, but there is stuff that I like to do. Um, so that's a big thing for me is like, at what point, like, are you vocal about the fact that maybe you're not necessarily as fulfilled in this relationship because you keep doing nothing and so you have to be able to really stick up for yourself and then really just <laughs> I mean just really being honest because I think that so often we want to please people so bad we want people to really like us and maybe if we're, we might not necessarily like consider ourselves people pleasers but I think a lot of people are like oh, I don't want anyone to be like dissatisfied or have any negative feelings when they leave me so we keep doing what other people want to do and I think that we have to think about ourselves and our health too I think that we've been trained to be givers, but not. Right, right. Now, you bring up a really good point, and you spoke about honest, being honest, right? And I agree with that. You know, at what point can we be honest with each other? Because when we gain a new friendship or gain a new relationship, like you said, it's our innate natural state, right? To, to please others. Oh, how can I please? Like, it's the honeymoon phase, regardless right. whether you are in a friendship or romantic relationship or whatever relationship like if you have a relationship with your professor or relationship with, uh, with someone like a business partner or someone whom you want to drop from or a client mm -hmm. that's the honeymoon period right we want to put our best selves out and and I think it's a flaw that people promote you have to put your best front out mm -hmm. but that becomes detrimental right when you put your best foot forward is that being honest or is it being fake? I feel that most people or most of us be become fake because we're trying to please others. And that comes back to being in a friendship, right? That honeymoon phase that we go through, we want to, okay, we want to please the other person. Okay. And then we, we say that, okay, um, to, today let's go out. What do you want to do? And then the other person will be like, what do you want to do? And then and then you'll be like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this. And then that person in your head, they'll be like, I don't really want to do this. Mm -hmm. I'll do it because it's a new friendship. Right. right. And then it creates this habit. You become this person of habit, and we all are. And the next time it happens, we just agree. We just agree yeah. because we do not want to rock the boat. But not rocking the boat stems from us, not stems, but it also shows that we are not being honest with ourselves or honest with the person. We are not starting the relationship on the right foot. And just in a rom romantic relationship or even in marriages as well. I'm not a marriage counselor. <laughs> but Neither am I. Even in marriages, right? I, I hear a lot of my friends say, he doesn't want to do this or she doesn't want to do this. But have you had an honest conversation or in your past? In the past, have you gone with the flow 
but but going with the flow also becomes detrimental right right because you're not being honest or are you afraid of what your friend might say or what your spouse might say or what your girlfriend or boyfriend might say when you when you reject that idea or their proposition oh let's go eat chicken wings today (laughs) (laughs) i mean you really do not like chicken wings but you're gonna say yes because it gives you the shits you just gain this. so yes because you're trying to please them and then to a point where it breaks you right yeah i guess i do agree because i think one to the first point is like when can you be honest i think i wonder if it like comes with as you age a little bit i find myself being a little less apologetic but i think that when people say like when you're apologetic it's always has like this negative connotation but i just have felt like I've really my life has changed the more like upfront I am about things so Mm -hmm. now I'm starting to be like a lot more vocal like this is what you get what you see is what you get Um, right necessarily have to be you know brash at all or anything but I am starting to be like a lot more vocal and I actually find that like my life has been (laughs) a little bit better because when you're just like you know no I'm not really a fan or like when people keep inviting you out to things like I've use the line, you know, I'm going to pass for tonight. I really am like, I'm exhausted, you know? And I think I also kind of open it up too with like, oh, I'm an introvert. So I get tired. So I need to like, you know, recharge my battery. And I've used that line like multiple times with friends, like with people that I've just met. Like, I mean, I really like enjoy, this is not like a judgment on your friendship. This is not like a value judgment on like your relationship to me, but I do need to take time for myself. I do need to like relax and do that. So I think that's, what's really been honest for me I've been honest about like my personality been honest about like can I do things can I not do things um and also like kind of navigating like you know you're talking about like people go through the go you know go with the flow and I tell myself only dead fish go with the flow (laughs) (laughs) I try to say like if I kind of notice and I kind of evaluate there was one time with a friendship like I kept like driving to like you know spend the night at like my friend's house and I kind of realized like oh like this I've gone to visit you like the last three times and I just had to be like so like I noticed you know just kind of looking back like I visited you like the last three times so like when can you come down to visit me um or like whenever we go to your house it's you know it's all we're always hanging out at your house like you can come over to mine and um and I've also had friends do that to me too which is really a nice check and you really have to like have that relationship you have to have be able to have like those communication skills I think that's a big thing is like working on the communication and that friendship like I had a friend like he would always come over to our house and then he was just like you know I keep coming over here like why can't you come to like the north side of town to hang out with me and it was like okay and then he was just like you know come over to dinner one time so it was there's still like that honest like okay I feel like I'm doing more in this relationship and then like what can we together do to change it And so usually we'll come with like an invitation coming there and it's, you know, you really do have to have that communication. And I think a lot of people are afraid of doing that, but I think when you surround yourself by more people who are really open, they're going to say something. I think that's also what kind of my growth came from was hanging out with like a lot more assertive people. And so then I was like, oh, okay. So I'm starting to like kind of digest these values these you know really hone in on these like personal traits that I do have but maybe they hadn't been as polished so now I feel like I've brought that back up in like new environments and I've been I feel a lot more honest that's just a really big thing I would just take away is like 
make sure you cultivate these relationships to have really good communication. Um, don't be afraid to be honest. Like there's a difference between being honest and being like rude. And so be able to find that line and just really be able to stick up for yourself too. Cause it's really important. No, I agree with you. It's, and, and there's so many things that you said I want to touch on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree in becoming more honest and assertive, right? And I mm-hmm. noticed a shift in my, my character and, and the way I carry myself uh, as opposed to like seven years ago, right? Okay. And you were one of the people, you were one of the people who, who I learned how to be more assertive. I used to, I used to be less assertive where I would always go with the flow with my friends because I hated, I hated conflict. And I felt that I'm not good with conflict. And I, it's not like I wanted people to like me. No, I didn't care about that because most people did not like me. Because I, would say, <laughs> well, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> because I would say, I would say things. I would not be apologetic about it. Yeah. Because I spoke my mind about things. But it's just something about when it came to relationships, like it be friendships or any kind of relationships, I just did not want to create conflict. And, mm-hmm. and I would just go with the flow until to a point where, you know, you, you bottle up, it's like volcano, right? It's pent up, not anger, pent up. Like, I do not want chicken wings. It gives me the shit kind of an anger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, uh, you know, when you erupt, that's not a good thing. So, I agree with you, like sometimes when, when people just take any kind of relationships on, from a one-sided level, it creates kind of a dissonance, like that's a gap, that's a huge gap, like communication, it's just not communication, it's a gap in building that relationship. For example, I used to have this neighbor, I living in Mount Pleasant in Wisconsin. <laughs> I, six, baby. <laughs> yeah i met her i met her in 2005 that's how way back it goes 2005 oh, right. and we became so-called friends uh, i did not look at it as friendship because i back then i was not that assertive i was still trying to become more assertive um and the friendship was just one-sided. It was just very monolingual. There was no sense of listening. Mm-hmm. It was always me listening to her and her not listening to me. You know, and she was just, people just listen for the sake of wanting to talk. And that was her. <laughs> that was no, her. there are so many people I've met who listen to respond. They don't mm-hmm. listen to think <laughs> like to critically right. think I've been by those people right and it was always where she knew that she knew that I was trying to clean up my diet I was, I was eating clean and she knew that my husband is a vegan and she always kind of create this thing like oh, who is a vegan you know he can't be a vegan and you can't you can eat this it's all in your head it's all in your head. You're creating all these things. It's in your head. No one has got allergies. Only in America, people have got allergies because she's not an American. She's from a different country. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and, and I was just utterly shocked. I was utterly shocked. And I was thinking, oh my God, is that what is she talking about? And I disagreed with her and she yelled at me. Oh, no. She yelled at me. And I was like, what the bloody hell is happening right now? 
why is she yelling at me? I, I mean, are we not allowed to disagree? And and because I was new to that neighborhood and I was a little bit afraid of pissing off my neighbors. So I just didn't say anything. I just kept quiet. So the next time, because that was a sign for her, like, like a flag for her, oh, I can take advantage of Milena. I can yell at her. Yeah, yeah. But it happened again, and I allowed it to happen until one day I could not take it anymore. I just ended the friendship without even telling her anything. I didn't respond to her calls. I didn't mm-hmm. uh, respond. I did not even open the door when she came over. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was bad on my part because I did not handle the relationship really well. Mm-hmm. I was tired of people yelling at me. It was always me going over to her place. It was always me doing whatever she wanted to do. When I wanted to do something, she didn't want to do it. And and she insulted the way I dressed. She'd say, why are you wearing tight clothes? <laughs> like, okay. So are you, number one, bought shaming me? I, number two, are you being a sexist against your own sex? Like, like what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like digesting those a- attitudes. Right. And, and that was the first, first ever friendship that taught me that friendships, friendships are not one-sided. It's a two-way street. Any kind of relationship is a two-way street, mm-hmm. right? You need to listen to each other. You need to respect each other. She was not respecting... Me, even when I expressed something, she was not respecting the way I spoke, the way I was dressing, the way we lived, like our eating habits, everything. Right. Like to disregard someone as, oh, it's in your head. It's not in your head. And at one point I said, I, I even shared with her, I was undergoing depression. She was like, oh, it's in your head. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. You know, and that's a one-sided friendship and that's not acceptable not even in a friendship and a relationship any kind of relationship right and then the other kind of relationship is even with your relatives or with your uncle or between your parents or with your family um i used to have well i still have this uncle <laughs> not used to have this uncle <laughs> <laughs> well it was always according to his schedule, right? Whenever it's according to his convenience, where he would invite me out for lunch and then um, he would not even respond at 1 p.m. when we were supposed to meet for lunch, he would not even respond. And then when I'd say, hey, are we still going for lunch? He'd be like, oh, sorry, I forgot about it. Sometimes he would ignore my messages. So those kind of relationships where people do not respect you, respect your time, Respect, respecting your time is really imperative, I feel, because it's your time. You're giving your time to someone else to build that relationship. And people do not, do not think about that, you know, because time is the biggest investment that you can put in yourself or give it to someone else. And when people are not willing to, to respect your time or invest time in you, I think that's not good in a relationship. No, because that's what, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the whole love language thing, like the five ways to love, but one of them is quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually my love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, it's just like not only being able to spend that time, but what does that time look like? I mean, because I've been, it's been going on like dates um, to like even being with friends. Like a big thing for me is like, if you're looking away while I'm speaking to you, you're like looking over my head, like having like 
when you're not present, that to me is like really disrespectful too. Cause it's not just like, okay, yes, we did schedule this time, but like, what is the point of scheduling this time? If you're not going to be present in it at all, that to me is just like a really a big waste of time. And I don't necessarily know which would be more irritating to me. Like you ignoring me completely or like when we get there, you're not interested in, in a single thing I'd say. So that to me is like, I, you have to kind of look at, I always like kind of gauge, like, should I say something or should I just like completely kind of like what you did with a friend? Like if I haven't put that much time into it, like just completely walk away. And there have been times where I'm like, oh, I just like, don't even like whatever, if this relationship dies or, you know, whatever this is, like, that's like fine to me. Um, But like, that's a really big thing is that I really, like when those are one-sided conversations, I, I mean, you can keep trying to kind of like make those conversations, but it comes to me, like if I'm feeling more exhausted at the end, because I have to keep like talking, you know what I mean? Or like, I have to keep waiting to like talk or you're talking over me or, you know, everything's about like what you're doing or, you know, your struggles at like your job or worse than the struggles at my job or like what I experience. I really, it just to me is like, okay, like maybe there should be times where I should be like, you know, I just feel like I'm a little bit more exhausted instead of just like letting it go or like not text messaging you first. And I think that's also very telling too, is like if you also have a friendship where like, where you have to keep inviting them to hang out. And if you stop and nothing else happens, then that to me is like a tell too, that maybe this isn't the best relationship, but Yeah. So I think it is just like, what is the quality time? Like what kind of investment are you having with the person when you're like being with them? And like, do you feel valued in the process? Right. Um, And being valued in the process or being valued by a person whom you're interacting is really imperative because as human, as humans, we, we have, we want that sense of, belonging let it be have a, a belonging a sense of belonging to a community or to a group of friends or to someone that human connection is what everyone want yearns for and you were talking about being present right being present being in the moment that that's really important and i find that in a culture right now in an ever now culture which i coined a few months ago and i wrote an article about this on tribe global we live in a culture where everything is in the now we are so seduced by whatever is going on in social media we're so seduced and and we celebrate people who are not meant to be celebrated because they've got five million followers or one million followers and we're so consumed with oh my god they're posting all these things oh my god what is happening over there i have to catch up i have to catch up with the gossip while they're talking about what they're doing why am i not doing it and it, it creates this this like tug of war between your eyes, your mind, and your heart, where you can't be in the present, and that goes on, and you carry that into everywhere you go, every circle that you go. I'm even being with friends, right? I've noticed so many. I'm, I do not want to call them friends. I call them acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them when I go for tea with them or just go out with them on lunch, and they are always on your phone. Oh God. It's like, even when I'm talking with them and they'll get, they'll Snapchat and they'll take a call from Snapchat and they'll be on the phone and, and I'm talking with them. They'll answer the call and say, Oh, sorry. And they'll just walk away. 
it's like it's not a millennial problem it's a problem with every generation yes it is. it's it's and that right there says that i'm not valuable you're not valuing valuing my time you're not valuing the present moment and it creates this whole new arena of that you have the disregard for humanity it's like oh i'm better than everyone because i've got snapchat and instagram to relate there but when you when you die when you're sick when well not when you die <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> No, <laughs> when you're ill, you know, when you're, when you're critically ill or when you fall down, when you get injured by or knocked by a car, is Instagram and Snapchat going to help you? Are your 2,300 followers going to help? Exactly. <laughs> I've definitely been in those situations. I remember <clears throat> one time I did, I had a friend years ago when I first started um, in undergrad and he we went out to dinner there was like a group of us and he was just like so i just want to like let you guys know that we whenever i go out we put all the phones on the table and whoever grabs their phone first pays for everyone and so everyone was like like you ew, i don't like that but i remember being like i was like oh this is really interesting i've never had anyone say like phone first you pay and I, you know, and I remember being like, oh, that could probably be a little off-putting for some people. But now that I've like seen, you know, doing more things, um, I just see that like people will be eating and they'll both be on their phones or like you will be sitting at the table. I've been at, you know, even more recently where I've been sitting at the table and, you know, somebody will like be putting their food on Instagram and like there'll be times and I've heard also my friends say this, like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm such boring company. <laughs> you know, I is the conversation not that engaging to where like you have to put it on your phone? I mean, Instagram's always going to be there, but this conversation, like these moments aren't um, like these, the time that you put into like these relationships, like it's now, right. It's not going to be, it's not like Instagram. <laughs> like I am not the equivalent of Instagram. So I think it's, there's been some like situations where, you know, even I've like started to be more like, okay, I'm going to not necessarily confront you, maybe like put a like a humorous spin on it, but like, oh, I'm, what's a boring conversation? Like, <laughs> I can tell because you're on your phone. So, and I think that people do need to call be called out because I also think too that like social media and like our phones has become like an extension of ourselves, like literally like the physical self. I think that like some people like get on their phones, they get on Snapchat, like they do all this stuff without even thinking twice because it's so ingrained. Like we live in like this now, now, now culture. And it's kind of sad because we're like nurturing, I guess, false relationships, you know, like, I don't know everyone who follows me, you know, like I even think about like Facebook, I don't know necessarily, I don't have these close relationships with every single person who's on my friends list, but I do have the person that's in front of me like that's who I have and it's just like our attentions are so divided and it's kind of sad to me because I think that we're not necessarily getting closer we're not working on those communication skills as much as maybe we would before like you know social media no it, it's it's so free <laughs> everyone is addicted to social media because it's just it's just false it's it's, it's a delusion that I didn't know. It's it's like a vortex, right? I feel like they're living in this 
vortex where they are sucked into not reality. It's not even virtual reality. It's just false sense of hope, false sense of life that they are living. It's everyone puts up a, a great front, like I am likable, I am this, I am sexy, look at my bum, I'm doing so many squats. <laughs> it's look at the food I'm eating, look at the clothes I'm wearing. And it's all based on seduction, right? How can I get followers? Because I'm really empty in my real life. And how much connection are you actually making with your followers, right? Again, it's it's the human connection that people create. Are you even creating those kind of relationships with people? We are talking about relationships. Are you really building that relationship with all of your followers? Mm -hmm. Do you know all of your followers? Are, are you just creating this full sense of link where you know, in, in, in marketing, they call it the, um, what, uh, something, I can't remember it. Third degree separation is like everyone is linked to someone via social media. It's either they can, they are friends of friends or friends of followers and they just follow you without even knowing you. It's all glamorized like on social media and no one really thinks, like you said, no one thinks twice of what they post, what they say. Sometimes it's just ridiculous things people post. And no, how... I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> how are you impacting? How are you, are you impacting humankind? How are you changing humankind? Right. That's no, yeah, no, it, it's really ridiculous. I, I cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough. I cannot bloody stand people <laughs> when they're out with me and they're eating and we're having a conversation and they're on their phone scrolling. It's like, Oh, okay. That was only once I had stood up and walked away. And we were in Applebee's. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good place to walk away. <laughs> this was years ago. Applebee's and I was with a group of friends. We went to the gym. We worked out and then we came to Applebee's. Oh, yeah. To negate whatever that we ate. And we right. worked out. <laughs> so we were sitting around waiting for food. And I was the only one who was talking. I put my phone away because it's like, I want to talk with people because I like to be sociable. Well, I'm not extroverted. I'm introverted. I'm introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. I'm you know, I can always tell when someone's more extroverted than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You've been, you've been. So, but when I'm with people, I'm extroverted. People whom I like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk to everyone and I was asking all these questions and people were just texting away. And years ago, what well, this was like 2007. Wow. So I don't think iPhone was that. Was iPhone Air? I can't remember. I think so. I think maybe. Maybe the it was a couple years out. Yeah. Popular thing were Blackberries. So everyone yeah. were on their Blackberries and like texting, and, look at me, look at me. And I got so annoyed. And, and how they told me to keep quiet was. Just, you know when people are texting and then you put a finger in front of you oh. and oh that pissed me off and I stood up I grabbed my handbag and I said you know what I'm done enjoy your dinner and they did not even blink wow I tell what they were just texting and then I knew 
that these were not the people whom I wanted to build a relationship with. Yeah. Right. Because it's, again, I am taking the time to invest my time. I'm taking the time to speak, to communicate, to get to know you better, but it's not being reciprocated. Right. So it's not worth, it's not, but it's again, you know, like, Building a relationship, meeting people is trial and error, right? It's and I think that I kind of wonder because I've had a couple conversations with like other people about like the friends that I have, and I don't know if there kind of becomes a point in time where like these people are attracted to you or like you're attracted to like these type of people with like similar personality traits, because I just feel that at this point in my life, I may not have like as many friends as I did. But like the quality is so much better. Like I can go, I just love like those friendships where like we kind of talked about them earlier, where I can go out with you, haven't seen you in a while. And we're like sitting there for six hours, like having really good conversation. And that's what I just wonder if like we are starting now to attract each other because we've been like seen like, oh, maybe some people don't see our value as much or like the time that we spend with other people is like you know maybe it's not as fulfilling and then once we realize like yes i found you like i'm going to stay with you (laughs) continuously so i do wonder because i was like i feel like all of my friends are like the same in that case like just a ton of them i would say that like we all can do that we all cannot see each other or like we all like text over like our daily lives and we can still have like those really nice like conversations but that's like i feel like with all my friends i don't I don't know how it happened, (laughs) like how I found such a supportive group of people, but I feel like I did. And I feel like I've surrounded myself by it. Like, you know, I'm attracting maybe because I have those personality traits and I just didn't know like attracting those kind of people. It's, it's true. Cause I feel, I believe in the law of attraction, (laughs) but I I believe that I've noticed it myself as well over the years when I was, less assertive i would attract people who were less assertive Mm -hmm. and i hated surrounding myself with people who are less assertive because i always craved to be to become better right Mm -hmm. i always took real pride in how can i be better than my yesterday self or my my a year ago self Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as i shifted i shifted my character I, i believe that everyone's character and everyone's identity shifts and changes according to whom we are surrounding ourselves with or the environment that we are in or the knowledge uh, that we are exposed to or how much we're getting educated. So I started noticing as my character or my personality shifted or my identity shifted, I attracted like-minded people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and sometimes we just, sometimes there will be a fluke where we just attract a person who does not fit in, but it's always a learning it's always a learning moment right when we mix around with people who are not like ourselves it also allows us to build that relationship and learn from that relationship as to how can i become a better person with myself it teaches us how to have a relationship with ourselves as well Mm -hmm. like we find the goodness in people and we find the weaknesses in people and when we find weaknesses in people those are the qualities that we reject right so it teaches us how to have a better relationship with ourselves how can I not be of that flaw? How can I be, become better? So it's, I, I find that, you know, when we have a supportive group of friends, it, it pushes us up. And when we do not have a supportive group of friends, it pushes us down. 
And and it brings me to think or to touch on this point where sometimes even when we have a, a group of friends where we agree with or who support us, we have to learn a very important lesson that even when you have a solid group of friends, it's important to learn how to disagree, how to accept disagreement, how to accept agreement, how to accept our differences. Mm. And I know that you've had a lot of agreements and disagreements. <laughs> yeah, I have in my life. <laughs> and, and, and at Parkside too, remember, uh, oh my God, what was, I can't remember, I can't remember this person's name, but at Parkside when we were in student government and there was this one senator who would always disagree with everything we said and he would get on our nerves. And, and it has taught me a very important lesson it's important to understand those who do not understand us. Yes, I've, um, this is, I think maybe we might have like a different argument style um, than what I think it also is like from our personality traits. Cause I, I can acknowledge that probably a flaw in me is like the desire to always be right but like not right by just like, oh, like I just said this and like, because because of this, like this is the answer. Like when I go in, I'm like, I have, you know, three talking points or like I will like try to anticipate every side of your argument and then tell you like why it's wrong. So I just remember another time like working cause we worked in the radio station together and I had someone who like disagreed with me. And I remember being in the meeting being like, so these are like the three reasons why I have problems with you or not you necessarily like your position, like on this matter. And like, here's why that's wrong, you know? And the person actually like, came and was just like, <laughs> had made a comment about like my personality being, you know, like potentially really abrasive. And, um, but I was like, I don't necessarily know, but like, I'm not the type of person, like if I disagree with you, I'm not just going to be like, I disagree with you. And I disagree with you because of like what you say, like, I will always bring forth reasons why, or else, you know, cause I used to do budgets, like when we really, you know, we're working together and people would come to me like upset that like, you know, you got your budgets funded and, but I have to give you reasons. Like everything I gave you was a reason. So I think that's like the big thing for me is like how to disagree. I hate when people disagree with me and it's like baseless. It has like no, there's no fact. There's like no analysis to really back it up. And I do wonder if that's because like, you know, I've studied for so long, you know, and that's how we've been taught. Like you have to have like all of this evidence, like you have to have data to back it up and you don't necessarily need data and like real life things. But for me, if you just come with this <laughs> and if we are talking about politics, I do want data you know, full disclosure, but it really yes. for me is like disagree well and like communicate it appropriately. Like, I don't want you to just be like, I don't like you. Okay. But why? Like, what did I do? Like, why? Like, how did you come away feeling with like maybe that interaction with me? And that's a big thing where I came from. And then just like also how to disagree is a big thing I learned through the years. It's like, I feel you know, if you say like, I feel this way, or I feel this, like people that that's a red flag, right? If somebody is like, no, I didn't, you know, you can never disagree with how somebody feels. You can only like learn to understand. So that's a big thing is like how I've learned to disagree, not only having like my facts, but just being able to say I statements. And another thing is like, not to say like, 
when you discuss like how other people are treating, like the big thing I learned is like, don't automatically like give that adjective to them. So don't say like, you're stupid, you know, because you're already making a value judgment on that person. You start digesting it. So well, instead of like, you're stupid, like this behavior, like I have a big problem with it. So that's a really big thing for me is like to use those I statements and to not, when you're criticizing, don't criticize the person, but like criticize their actions. So that's a really big thing is like to do that, to really just, this is the action I have a problem with. This is how I came away feeling with it. Like, like, can we work on growing now? You know what I like? And so that's a big thing, how I've learned how to disagree. And there are some people that you do have differences with. Um, I think you have to determine if you can reconcile it. I've seen like kind of, I feel like in today's environment, it's really polarizing. And I think that a lot of people are feeling, I mean, it's really high charged. And a lot of people are like, you know, I've come to the fact that like, if our values are so opposite, like I have to like kind of give up that relationship. And I think that's a big thing is like, do you feel it's healthy? You know, is your disagreement, is it a difference or is it like just that fundamental? of like a difference that maybe it's not best to keep maintaining that relationship. And I think yeah. we're in, it's interesting, but that's kind of where I come from, how to disagree. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's really important to, to, to understand that the other person is coming from, and I like a lot of things that you just said, rather than criticizing the other person and using the I statements, that's really important during agreements or even disagreements, especially disagreements. I know I've been in a lot of situations where I've I've disagreed with people and the way that they have attacked me would be, oh, you said this, you did this. And a lot of blanket statements, mm-hmm. right? And that's not the way to go. Even when you disagree, it's important to understand where the other person is coming from. Why are they saying things? Try to understand from their perspective because I do not know if you see, this is all over the internet, <laughs> where is it Prince, Prince William is holding up a finger, his hand from one angle. And from one angle, uh, people see his hand, like five fingers. From the other angle, people see his middle finger. So it's uh, all about perspective, right? Which right, angle right. you're looking at it from. So so try to question, try, trying to understand the other person. Like you said, you always back it up with facts or with data, um, especially when it comes to politics. So, <laughs> like I need facts. <laughs> right. So any kind of relationship that you're in, it's really important to, important to, to explain yourself and not attack the other person, mm-hmm. right? The minute when you attack the other person, you're defaming their character. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's not right to defame someone else just because they're disagreeing because we are all different people. We all have our own opinions. We see things differently. You might like pizza, I might like chicken wings. <laughs> I'll go back to chicken wings again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say chicken wings are dumb or I can't say pizza is dumb. No, it's, it's just like some people have got different palates. Some people see things from different perspectives. It's based on what they're exposed to, how they're educated, the kind of knowledge that they get. So even in a relationship, when you disagree, it's, it's good to disagree gracefully i say gracefully mm-hmm. uh you know talk it out communicate 
even if you get really angry, excuse yourself. I know that in especially romantic relationships, right? In marriages, people get heated arguments. You said this, you said that you're going to wash the dishes. You're so lazy and blah, blah, blah. Right. But you know, uh, like you said, use I statements. And I feel that a lot of relationships, especially friendships, right? Especially friendships when, when disagreements happen, people tend not to speak with each other because yeah. Because they feel that, oh, you're such a shitty person. You are, I've been called that I'm, I'm not open-minded because uh, when I question people, they feel that I'm not open-minded. Like how is questioning not open-minded? I do not know. Or sometimes people just want, do not want to uh, speak with you because they only want you to agree with them. The minute that you disagree with them, they feel that, oh, you're against me. Or you're not my friend. Or you're not on my side. But the thing is that, again, it boils down to having those expectations in a relationship, any kind of relationship, right? Yeah, even while disagreeing, you have that expectation, you're my friend, so you have to be on my side. No. Right. It's, it's, you know, I've definitely gotten into, because, <clears throat> well, I curl. And um, so there's like a thing you do, it's called like broom stacking. So you kind of like, it's kind of a, like re relax, you eat, you drink a little bit. And like, there'll be people who will talk to me because I know that like I study political science. So they'll, I mean, there's been so many times that people have asked me like, what is your like thought on like this current event? Or like, what do you study? Like, that's really interesting. And like wanting to get to know, but then like everyone, you know, actually a little bit more often, like people will ask me like, what is your opinion on this? Or like, because <laughs> a lot because I got study I studied you know working on like the welfare state so I would say you know I kind of study like inequality and you know looking at those type of things so they'll ask me questions or like what do you think would like solve this current crisis and I'm like oh my word like there are so many things but I've gotten like just there I don't know if it's like the environment or I don't know what it is but I find myself like no I actually disagree with you and I'm going to tell you why <laughs> you know like it always is followed by that and I've gotten I guess maybe it's being blunt where people necessarily haven't been like, you know, Ugh, you're, you're the worst or like, but there always be like, I feel like, which is not a, really that good of a power dynamic either. It's like, oh, well, you're so much smarter than me, you know? And I'm like, it's not that I'm smarter. It's that I know, like, I know more. And that isn't a judgment on your intelligence. It's like the fact that I've read so many books, you know, so many things, you know, thousands of pages of this stuff. And, so I think that you always have to be listening for that sense because I feel like people, when they feel that you're more than them, they'll also like start invoking language that shows that they feel like they're less than you. So you have to at the same time be like, no, it's not like because there's something wrong with you. It's just like, we're different. We offer different things. Like I wouldn't know, I don't know about biology i don't i mean it's enjoyable <laughs> but it doesn't mean like i'm not going to sit there being like oh you're so much smarter than me no you just know different things right so i think it's also like listening to hear to make sure that like other people don't start like devaluing themselves at the same time because i think that sometimes we kind of it's easy to slip into those like making value judgments about like yourself or others and things like especially in disagreements yeah and everyone wants to be heard, right? Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be valued and respected in any kind of relationship because they want to bring that sense of like bringing the bacon or bread 
to the table, like <laughs> become a contributor. Right. But again, like disagreements does not mean that that's the end of, of a friendship, but sometimes that might be the end of the friendship. It was never meant to be right. It was never right. meant to be. And it's okay. People think people often think that if you break up from friendship or relationship or anything, it, they feel like, Oh, your character is not good. No, different people have got different personalities. And sometimes it was just never meant to be people like, you know, you fall in love with dancing or you fall in love with eating cake and then you're, body your palate just rejects it you fall right. sick sometimes you just get bored with it and that's exactly how i look at any kind of relationships right there are so many different factors which influence how relationships go disagreements being honest or our the rate of our growth right and one important thing that people need to learn is that disagreements pushes us how to grow mm-hmm. pushes us how to think critically pushes us how to speak, articulate, right? And really question, like in a relationship, the minute you ask why, why is this so? It does not, it's not really doubting the other person. When you say why, you're, you're actually questioning why is this so? It invokes your curiosity. Mm-hmm. So any kind of relationship where you have disagreement, disagreements can bring out the best in you and the worst in years. Well, <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that also the disagreements too, because I, it was a kind of a friendship that I had had for a while. And it was a very, you know, it was a very close friendship. And there came that there was, you know, a really big thing going on. And I just saw like, like the revelation of character. And I think that's, it's like, you might not have seen like total facets of people's character, right? So like we can be spending time together all the time and it can be really fun. But when it comes to even like the little things, like sometimes your values don't line up. And I think that it's not necessarily like, maybe it's not a big disagreement, but maybe it's just been like different facets of your character have been revealed and they're not really complimentary. And so like, I've seen that and it's just looking at like, okay, so what values, what kind of like characteristics do I want in my life? And so that's when I like looked at that friendship in particular, it was just like the character that you revealed, it wasn't attractive to me. Um, I didn't feel good. Um, I didn't feel valued in that friendship anymore. And I know that I can feel that way because I had other friendships, right? That really were developing. And I think what was really good about that friendship really like tapering off and like being really done is that I saw other friends come to light. And there was a friend that I had had as that friendship was like dying off, another friendship really kicked up. And there's just this new friendship and like where we're like good friends. And I just really value, you know, this person's like role in my life. And so it just really, I think when things might seem to fall off and you might get like, maybe there's like a sadness that like this chapter, this friendship is ending, but then it really helps you value like, okay, these are the people I want in my life. So I would just maybe like tell people a friendship might be ending and maybe there's not a huge disagreement, but people like, don't be afraid. Like people might just show you different parts of themselves and it's okay to be like, you know what, that's just not for me anymore. And then you can, and hopefully maybe as you know, you're pulling a weed, a flower grows, you know, and that's what fortunately happened to me. And I'm very thankful 
because now I feel more fulfilled. I'm, I just, I do feel better now. Right. Like I don't, I mean, cause that's a big thing for me. It was like with that friendship, like you don't feel appreciated. And now I have other friendships that I do and right. I'm really thankful that I could recognize that. Right. Like, I don't feel like I could have recognized that without one friend's character revealing itself. And then it's like, okay, wow, wow. Wake up call, you know, and now I'm here with other friends. <laughs> right. And you mentioned different facets of a character and that's really important for people to realize every one of us, we have got different facets to our character, to our personality and we change, right? We are, we are no longer in the same state of being a toddler or baby, right? Mm -hmm. If according to science, according to science, every yeah. cell, our cells change every seven years, right? Our palate changes every seven to 10 years. Everything changes. Our body undergoes changes. And again, our personality undergoes changes. It does not mean that we have got sp split personalities. No, right. we, we, when you go clubbing or dancing, you're going to be wild. Will you be wild when you go to church or a temple? No, so that's a different, <laughs> different <laughs> side of you, right? So like you said, our different sides comes out at different situation when we are pushed or when we are challenged, mm -hmm. right? If you stand in front of a lion, without a fence with, okay, let's talk about with a fence first. With a fence, you're going to be this macho person. Oh, I can poke you lot in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but when the fence is taken away, your gut comes out. You either run, scream, cry, panic, or some people shit in their pants. I do not know. <laughs> but, you know, and that's how I look at, different sides or different facets of our character or personality. You know, we, we embody these different sides of us and it's not a, a split personality or it's not a character flaw. And different parts of us come out according to situations and it's okay. And it's okay if you do not want to accept it or you want to accept it. And like you said, you learn from all of these and you make a judgment, right? You make it not judgment against a person, but judgment for yourself, is this helping my relationship to grow? Are we growing together? Or am I the only one who's growing and that friend is digressing? Right. And it's yeah, okay. Right. Oh no, Um. yeah, that's what just like, I think too, and I think that there's also a kind of thing where you have to be okay for things to end. Um. I think that like some people place like the quantity, right? They look at the quantity, like, I've been friends with this person for 15 years. Like, what is my life without them? And I think we really have to, I think this is another word that has a more negative connotation, but it doesn't necessarily have to, is like being selfish. Like, it's okay to be selfish with your time. It's okay to be selfish with your energy, you know? Cause it's like, do you really wanna keep giving, giving, giving? Like, it's okay to be like, I need me. I need to make sure that the self is in like the best condition. And I don't necessarily believe that like people will say like, you know, you have to respect yourself to be respected by others. No, like I don't agree with that, but there is something to say that like yourself has to be better. Like you have to be in a good position because you do want to be able to give out appropriately. You want to be able to like, you know, time, you know, all these things you want to be able to do it appropriately. And I think that it comes from like caring for, for the self, but no, it's, it's, it's so true. And 
no selfish is not a bad word or does it have a derogatory term it's how we perceive right again it goes back to perce- perception and how expectation of a word we have expectations of relationship we also have expectation on words as well and time is valuable time is so valuable and we can't just give up time to any Tom to carry Lucy right. Lily whomever that you want to call <laughs> it's it's no, like there are some people who are blood suckers. I call them um, energy vampires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They suck and suck and suck your energy until you can't give any more. Sometimes I do not know if you have experienced this, but sometimes when I'm around certain friends or certain people, I feel so drained. Mm-hmm. I feel so drained because I just feel I, I just can't stand being around them. Because all they do is talk and talk and talk and you can't get a word in or they they kind of like diminish whatever that you're saying mm-hmm. by saying, oh, that's not right. Oh, you do not know. Oh, you're mm-hmm. dumb. Oh, that's dumb. And it sucks your energy out and you have to be really mindful and conscious of who are these people. These people are not only your friends, but it can be in a relationship, right? It can be in a family or relatives, or even at your work environment, or your manager, or your boss, or your colleagues, it drains your energy out, and that, and that kind of plays with your health, mm-hmm. right? Your mental health. If you do not take care of yourself, it becomes a domino effect. Like your health goes down, you can't think. Your growth is stunted. Mm-hmm. You can't articulate. You kind of lose a little bit of your identity. Yeah. You can experience relapse as well, where you can be one day really assertive, you know, doing all these great things. And when all these things happen, when people take your time, people diminish you, they do not give the same kind of time or investment that you're giving in a relationship. One day you'll be great, the next day you'll be not so great because Mm -hmm. your energy has been sucked out. Yeah. No, I do have like, I've had in relationships with people close to me and um like maybe people not but there's been times where I'm just like a big thing for me that really drains me is people who are really negative and people who never have anything positive to say and so there's been a few times where I'm like okay so what are the different ways that I can navigate the situation so there have been some times where I'm just like okay so like I know that we talked about maybe like like the negative, like what's maybe a positive takeaway we can have from this, right? Like what's the plus, what's the minus? Or like, I'll be like, so what what can we do from here? Like, what are the next steps? So I'll like maybe insert it that way. But there have been some times where I'm just like, so like, I don't want to say like, you're necessarily a negative person, but like this conversation is like really, really negative. Um, where I'll be like, my spirit is feeling heavy. Like I'm feeling heavy from this conversation and because again, people can't, you know, and it's not like a, in a manipulative way, but like, I feel tired. Like I feel exhausted from this conversation. And it's like, that's just the truth. Like, and I've gotten, especially I think more recently, like, okay, saying like, yes, that like, it's a little overwhelmingly negative. I'm not feeling in a good place. Like I had a friend who used to say like, my spirit's not right. And like that, and I'll say that, but like, you know what, maybe this is not the good situation for me. Cause like my spirit's not right. And I don't like, maybe it does lead to a different understanding. The conversation usually does change. Or like, I've had some people be like, oh, okay. So yeah, I know I was a little negative, but like, 
I'm trying not to be, you know, and cause I just have been like, I think a little bit more honest, like this stuff can be exhausting. Like I just, for myself, like I just cannot be reveling in the negative. There's so many negative things going on, like in this world where I just can't do. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and, and what you said is really important. And, and I can relate to that because I used to have friends or people where I would have a relationship with them, not just romantic relationship, but you know, uh, mm -hmm. just friendship kind of relationship or just with relatives where everything that they say or talk would be negative. It, it's like, for example, like I have got lots of examples. One example <laughs> is, <laughs> one example is, um, this person would call me and all she would do is just complain, complain that she's in pain. I, I understand that she's got health issues, but every phone call or every conversation I would have with her would be, I'm in pain and you're so lucky you have your health. And that's the one thing you should never compare yourself with other people. Mm. And I would always, at the back of my mind, I would always be thinking, there are so many things that you could be grateful for. Even though you're in pain, you could be grateful for your health. You should be grateful for your ability to speak right now, to pick up the phone. Some people do not even have that ability to pick up the phone and speak. Mm -hmm. And it would just be negative until where I would say, hey, have you tried this? Or have you tried acupuncture? Have you tried going to the doctor? Or if you do not like going to the doctor, <laughs> or she doesn't like going to the doctor, so I'll hear another negative thing about the doctors and blah, blah, blah. So, and I try to always steer the conversation into okay, let's find solutions, right? And it just, it would just like drain me. It drained me and put me in a depressive state until I just stopped answering her calls. And then I would have another friend where, uh, no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I've accepted that sometimes I just have got to let go of certain relationships for me to grow. And this particular friend who I have let go, the call would always be, this happened to me in my relationship um, and, and I am in, I, my health is like this or my food is like this and oh, I've got allergies. And it was always something dealing with negativity. Mm -hmm. It was not, or gossiping about other people or gossiping yeah. about, I understand, I understand that when we are really stressed out, it's okay to rant. Right? You, right, right. It's okay to have one or two runs, but it becomes gossiping when, when it goes deeper than that. Oh, she did this. Oh, you know what? Oh, she, she can't do this because she lacks this and she's so fat. And it no. <laughs> so I could not handle it anymore. And I want to tell people, any kind of relationships is two ways, right? Right. It's okay to let go of any relationships because sometimes you need to let go. Sometimes you need to change your environment for you to, to, to grow bigger, to, to achieve your next level. It's like gaming, right? Level one, you finish all the quests, you game, you kill the monsters. Level two, you go to a new environment. You have got better skills, more strengths. You get new equipment to gear yourself into uh, like, what's that call? Uh, what's that? Oh my God, I forgot that game. Mario Kart. Yes, that's the one. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's every level you level up based on your strengths, based on the environment. It's just like that with friends. So 
when you let go of friendships or any kind of relationships, it's okay because you need the new space to grow. And the person who's being let go, if you are the friend where you're losing a relationship, you have to accept and realize you have to let that person go for them to move up their journey. You also have got to accept that I have to make a change. Why are my friends leaving me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not you but the situation that you're in maybe you're communicating it wrongly so there's always two sides of a coin and two sides of a relationship and two sides of everything that happens to us you know i think it's really interesting too just like thinking from like the other side um there's been sometimes where like a friendship has like where i kind of stopped talking to a friend and it just is like the natural thing but i think about other people i know who like one friend got particularly upset when something major had happened in another person's, her other friend's life. And she didn't tell her about, you know, the situation. So she was, you know, very upset. And I'm kind of like looking at like how our friendship like isn't there anymore. Right. And it's kind of the same thing, but then it makes me think like, maybe this is part of like your growth journey, you know, like maybe if I don't know how reflective like that person is, but to me, if that happened to maybe me twice, I would be like, okay, so like, what did I do? You know, and not sending, you know, like, oh, did I do something, to, you know, really engaging in that dialogue. So I guess if I were like in that position, I would just like, it's very clear that like, what did I do, right? Like, like not, did I do anything to upset you? Like, what did I do? Because I know that this is very clearly a problem. And I think you have to be ready for like those hard truths. And it's easy to be like, I'm ready to hear it, but that's like, are you really like, how many tough pills are you going to have to swallow? And I think it's really tough. I think you really have to make yourself vulnerable and you really have to be able to trust people because I mean, those are some hard truths that could like be coming, you know, your way. And it's really tough. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, relationships are tricky itself, but to have a meaningful relationship, let it be a friendship or any kind, romantic relationship with your peers, your colleagues, your managers, you need to have that honest conversation. And I know that we're running out of time, mm-hmm. but but these are some takeaways, right? We, we spoke about a lot of things. To have a meaningful relationship is to build that relationship, to have that community, sense of community, not just with the person, but with yourself as well. Um, First thing is to be honest, right? We speak about honesty mm-hmm. and, and, and you should not be unapologetic. You should, I, this is what I, I, I say. Never be unapologetic about being apologetic. <laughs> it's like, do not apologize. Like you said, it's like, I'm not going to apologize for being myself for disagreeing. And it's, it's imperative to have disagreements in any kind of relationship because that allows you to grow. The minute, you're not challenged, you do not grow. Right. Right? Even in schools, like you read something and you can't say, Oh, I know this because I've been to Switzerland. But right. a person from Switzerland is in your class as an international student and then they school you because you're being challenged. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so so disagreements are a good way in a relationship for you to grow and and listening, like you said, Annalie, being in the present moment right that's really important anything else that you want to add yeah no yeah definitely i just love the use of like the i statements um disagreements learning how to disagree 
in a healthy way, I think is a big deal. So always, you know, make sure you're not insulting someone during the process. Yeah, definitely listening. Um, and there's also this thing on um, Yom Kippur. So when you kind of start off, like, you know, that atoning is like, you go to other people and you ask, like, how can I be a better sibling? How can I be better, you know, like, girlfriend can I how can I be a better like daughter and you have to have those questions and you also have to be in like the state of mind to listen to those answers so I think for me it's a real way for me to like jumpstart like being reflective and like having that reflection year-round so I think I would if people really want to start diving deeper is to know that you can ask those questions and or maybe just be like just give me one thing to work on how I can be a better you know I don't know sibling so I think it's really just don't be afraid to be reflective, um, but just make sure it doesn't go down like the slippery slope of being super negative. And one thing for me, and I applied it to my curling career at the time, um, but I listened, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. So I was listening to one of like the pre-game, post-game shows. And one of the guy on there, Jamal Mayers, he's a Stanley Cup champion um, with the Chicago Blackhawks. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, growth is not linear. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's like, don't ever get too hard on some of these players because just remember, like, we don't grow, right? We don't grow upwards. He's like, we're going to have plateaus. We're going to, like, go up and down. So, like, these things are going to happen. So I just remember one time being like, why isn't my curling career going the right way, right? <laughs> but um, the big thing, I was just like, oh, yeah, Jamal, you know, Jammer said growth is not linear. So I, like, have started to apply that to, like, a bunch of different things in my life. Like, okay, so maybe I feel like I'm being really mature today. And maybe I'll have a slip up where you'll be like, I don't know, maybe kind of moody or, you know, whatever. And maybe you don't deal with the situation in, like, the best way. But I think you have to know that you're not a finished product that your feelings, like your responses to things, your communication skills, they're not finished. You're not finished. And just remember that you can always keep working on it. You can always self-reflect because growth is not linear. <laughs> Beautifully said. And I agree with you. It is not linear. It's we have our good days, bad days, relationship, right? It's we have good days, bad days. We see different sides of each other. You've seen my my moody side when I'm hungry, I get hangry. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes people have bad days. Sometimes friends are there for each other or any kind of relationship that you're in. When you're in a depressed state, you're there. You have to listen to each other. You have to support. But, again, it's like it's, it's, it's stick together, right? And that's how we grow. It's, it's just, like you said, like, jump. what's his name, Jamal? <laughs> Yep, Jamal Mayers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not linear. It's, it's beautifully set. Well, we have to meet him someday then. Uh, I know. Now that we referenced him, uh, <laughs> one of the guys on the podcast, I follow him on Facebook, which is, I know we just talked about like the dangers of social media and how it's not good, but he posted a status like, who do you want to go to? Like, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? And I was like, all I know is that I want Dallas to win and he liked my comment one of my favorite guys like he liked my comment but he's also on he works with uh jammer and I was like I just love 
like I love them so now I feel like because I've referenced them and he's liked my comment I have to meet them now (laughs) (laughs) no that's awesome I do not know him I do not follow sports but I'm gonna go google him right now (laughs) (laughs) you know it it, no they're they also do podcasts so that's what's really cool is you can listen to them yes I will I will you know it's it's been such a pleasure having you on my swaggins <laughs> i know this is really awesome this is like my first podcast ever because i listen to a ton but i never have done one right no it's it's you is such <clears throat> a great guest to have and you are a great guest that's why i invited you because we've had such great conversations on campus when whilst we work together we work together not only on the radio station but in student government and on different projects Uh, we have had really great conversations you have helped me to improve myself as well and so no it's been great but before we go okay where can uh the listeners find you do you have social are you off social um so let's see i'm on facebook um you can find me um annie sapansky that's what I go by because it's easy. Not swagalicious? No, not swaggily. <laughs> no, no, not that. Um, so you can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Not very well, I don't think, but I try. Um, I'm on Pinterest. Um, you can find me on there and you can follow me if you want like Blackhawks pictures. Um, my feed is like food, drinks. Um, I'm on there. And then I'm trying to figure out what else I'm on. That's kind of it. Yeah, I do polling app, show of hands. You can find me on there, Annie Poops. <laughs> read my uh, polls and <laughs> read my comments. But yeah, mostly on on Facebook. Right. Well, folks, you can find that Swaggins Annalee <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook. Well, if you can't find her, well, you can follow me and then find her. Also on <laughs> 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 All right. And that's it, folks, for Human Becomings.